Oh, yes. What was it you said to me before? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. <laughs> Welcome to the Strange Harbors Podcast, a weekly discussion of film, television, and pop culture. My name is Jeff Zhang, and tonight I'm joined by... Amir Ture. And Eric Wong. So tonight we are doing something a little different, a little bit of a retrospective for the career of Bruce Willis. Not too long ago, uh, I think last week, the announcement came down that Bruce Willis was retiring from acting due to a aphasia diagnosis that he's been struggling with for years so he announced that he was going to retire from acting so we want to take the chance to do a little retrospective on the career of bruce willis maybe some of our favorite films just take a look back at the life and career of a legend i mean first of all i want to ask amir what exactly is aphasia are you familiar I was going to do the exact same thing. I don't know. Saying he has aphasia is like, like, it doesn't give you a diagnosis. It just tells you what's wrong with it, right? So aphasia is basically a difficulty understanding or producing language. Uh-huh. So it's not someone who's slurring their words. It's like somebody who has difficulty with different parts of uh, either speaking or understanding speech. So maybe they can't um, produce normal fluid sentences with, like, clauses that make sense next to each other. Um, they could have problems with, like... The meanings of different words, they can have problems with grammar, um, they can have problems uh, understanding things you're saying to them, they can have problems repeating things, they can have problems naming things. There's like a huge variety of different kinds of aphasia you could have. Is it an actual disorder, or is it like a symptom of other neurological disorders? Or it could be Yeah, both. so you hit the nail on the head. It, it really is more a symptom of other neurological disorders. There are some diagnoses that have aphasia as like the primary name, so like... Um, there's primary progressive aphasia, for example, and that's a type of dementia mm-hmm. um, where the primary symptom is that they're having difficulty with language. Yeah, so when they say, like, oh, Bruce Willis retired because he has aphasia, that doesn't really tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think the rumor going around was that he had, like, early onset dementia or something like that, and that's what maybe was causing right. aphasia. I mean, we don't know. So. Basically, a lot of other things could be causing this aphasia, right? Yeah. Any kind of damage to the brain that damages the language parts in the brain. So basically anything. Uh, trauma, infection, stroke, really like a whole host of different things can cause it. Probably the most common is stroke. And then after that, probably the dementias, I would guess, would probably be the next. Yeah. So yeah, difficult to say in Bruce Willis' case. Yeah. Uh, but it's sad. Yeah, it is sad. It's It's a bummer just because like... People have been making fun of him for so long for doing, like, these direct-to-DVD roles, like, these seemingly nothing bargain bin uh, movies that no one sees, like, on-demand stuff. That just proves that, like, like you never know what's going on in someone's personal life. So, like, I don't know, it feels unfair to, like, judge people based on their career choices. I mean, he's still got to put a roof over his head, feed his family, like, you know, like, make a living, so... It's like making fun of Chadwick Boseman for being too thin or something. Yeah. 
you really mm-hmm. feel you really feel dumb afterwards when you find out what happened, right? So I actually wasn't. I guess we can just segue into like his career, but I wasn't super aware of this last segment of his career, these last couple of years, and that he'd really stopped doing theatrical movies. I kind of didn't notice. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I haven't seen any of the, like, you know, direct-to-video, whatever, stuff. So I think the last theatrical movie he did was Motherless Brooklyn. That's 2019. That's not that long. That's a couple of years. Like, he could have, I don't know, I just wasn't paying attention to the fact that he's putting out all these direct-to-video movies. So like, he could have just been, like, taking a break or whatever. Like, who knows? I just didn't really notice his absence from the big screen. Yeah, I mean, I did. You know, like, I, I noticed that he was doing a lot more, like, direct-to-video things or, like, streaming things or whatever, or VOD things. But, like, I didn't think of anything of it because it seemed like a lot of people's careers in the last decade turned into that. Yeah, uh, I'm thinking, like, John Cusack. I mean, we talked a lot about Nick Cage's career right. when we talked about Pig. Not to say that Nick Cage is a bad actor or John Cusack's a bad actor, but, like, their careers have a little bit waned and and have led to this like other medium in a sense and i kind of saw bruce willis doing that same thing you know and not thinking that it's somehow tied to some kind of medical issue right but yeah it is really sad i remember watching a lot of his movies growing up and like uh loving a lot of what he's done earlier in his career and then like i mean even the last big big movie that i saw him in was glass right mm-hmm. the 2019 return of the david dunn character back to that unbreakable slash split universe. I look back at that performance and that was only like three years ago and I don't think I sensed anything off about his performance. I don't know. It kind of shows me that like I think he did his best to give it all, you know, near the end of his career. I think, I mean, from what I've been reading, they were doing their best. The people working with him and around him were doing their best to hide it as well, right? Yeah. I mean, this is like hiding that FDR was in a wheelchair. Yeah. I think the last thing I saw him in was probably Glass as well. Mm -hmm. I never saw Motherless Brooklyn. Um, That's that Edward Norton movie. But yeah, like a lot of other actors take this route too. Like Nicolas Cage just revealed that he did this because he was broke and he couldn't be as discerning with his uh, choices of roles. So it's like another hardship that an actor is going through that you don't know like what's going on with them. Yeah. So it's kind of shitty to judge them for for doing that. But Nicolas Cage has been doing some good stuff, even with like his indie uh, releases. I mean, Pig is pretty high profile, but I think this new uh, unbearable mm-hmm. weight of massive talent or whatever, that's going to be a big one, too, because I, I saw that and I really, really thought it was funny. I do hope that it gets some uh, some traction with its audience. But yeah, I mean, Bruce Willis is primarily known as like this action star, you know, obviously Die Hard, a looper, Sin City, a big M. Night Shyamalan guy, uh, Sixth Sense, Unbreakable. You know, we also... The Expendables. Yeah, The Expendables. Fifth Element. Fifth Element. But I've always seen him as having a lot of range. Like, one of my favorite roles of his is Death Becomes Her. Fucking love that movie. It's so, Mm -hmm. so good. Oh, yeah. Love that movie. Oh, I actually haven't seen that one. Oh, really? It's so, so so good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Robert Zemeckis with uh, Bruce Willis, Meryl Streep, Goldie Hawn. Great, great movie. And he plays, like, this bumbling plastic surgeon... Very, very like against type, and I he's those are two phrases you don't want to hear next to each other. Bumbling (laughs) plastic surgeon, that seems a little bit. I know how I feel about that one. Yeah, that was was a great movie. You should you should check it out sometime. Um, Check that out for sure. 
really great like visual effects for uh, early 90s. I think it was 1992. One thing looking back at his career has, has like made me realize is he did a lot of movies. This yeah. is like even before the, the latest spate of uh, direct to like video things, he was pretty prolific. Yeah. I mean, since 1980. It's a long time, 40 some odd years. I think most people's first introduction to him is probably Die Hard. Yeah. Have you seen any of his pre-Die Hard movies? I have not, actually. Uh, I think Die Hard's the first thing I've seen him in. I've seen a lot of his more comedic stuff, too. I really like <laughs> Look Who's Talking. It's like a guilty pleasure of mine. I do like that movie. Uh, <laughs> that he plays the voice of the of the baby, which I think is is very, very funny. I mean, Jeff, you kind of mentioned it already, or maybe you haven't, but like, Amir, do you have a favorite movie of yours, of his? Ooh, that's a good question. I'm going to answer your question with another question. Okay. What do you think his classic movies are? And then we can kind of narrow it down. Because he's been in a lot of movies that I think are really good. I think we've kind of mentioned a lot of them already, right? Probably the first Die Hard. I'm a huge fan of Die Hard with a Vengeance. I kind of like Die Hard with a Vengeance more than the first Die Hard. Yes, I'm on that boat too. I know that's somehow blasphemous. No, I think it might be It might be better than the first Die Hard. Fifth Element, I think is one of his classics. Yeah. I think some of his comedy stuff, I know he was like, uh, what was the one with the guy from Friends? <laughs> Matthew Perry? Wasn't he in the whole nine yards? The whole nine yards, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, like, yeah I wow. think that's like one of his big comedy things. I mean, I think probably classics, you have to put like Sixth Sense and Unbreakable in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, Armageddon maybe? Yeah, Armageddon's got to be up there as far as just impact, I guess. 12 Monkeys, really good too. Now, do these have to be movies in which he plays an enormous role? Because he's been in some movies where you're like, All right, he's not the lead, he's in this, right? Pulp Fiction. Yeah, well, exactly. That's what I'm talking about, like Pulp Fiction. Like, I don't know if I want to count that, though, because he's in it and he's a big part of it, but is he? it's not a Bruce Willis movie, right? Yeah. Or like, I don't know, like, not a classic, but I liked it at the time. Moonrise Kingdom was good, but like, that's not a Bruce Willis movie. No. Yeah. All those. And you think those are all Stone Cold classics, put them up there with a... I, I don't know if like, those are like Stone Cold classic movies, but those are like the best better way to put it. It's probably his probably most iconic roles, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. His most iconic movies. Is there a sleeper Bruce Willis where you're like, this is actually like a classic? It's better than the stuff everyone knows him for. Like, what have we forgotten? Is there anything? Ooh, the last Boy Scout rocks. Ooh, I haven't seen that. That's I haven't seen that either. either. Oh, really? Tony Scott movie written by Shane Black. That's crazy. Oh, one of like the first buddy cop movies. You know, it's so good. That's crazy. All right, Damon, yeah, you check it out. Yeah, yeah, Damon Wayans. That's crazy. All right, so that's worth checking out. Uh, you mentioned Death Becomes Her already. Yeah, I was going to say, that's probably like a role that I don't think, yeah, a lot of people remember, but like, I just remember that movie, loving that movie, and loving the trio of that movie, so mm-hmm. I'm here, man. If you haven't seen it, I think it's really worth going back and, right. and checking no, that one out. Definitely check that one out. I mean, I don't know. I think the iconic roles are probably the ones that I like it into. I can't think of something that we haven't already kind of mentioned. Oh, boy. Here we go. How good an actor is Bruce Willis? Uh. <laughs> it was real quiet for a while. <laughs> it's a good question. It's a good question. It is. I'll probably answer that with saying like he's not my favorite actor. I don't think he came into my life with a role that particularly like impacted me in, in a very strong way. Like I know there's some people that love Die Hard, right? Like it's their quote unquote Christmas movie. It's like one of the movies they watch like every year. Like. I don't think I have that for uh, Bruce Willis. The closest thing is maybe 
the fifth element i do really really like that movie a lot and did you already watch that i haven't seen that in years last time i watched it was maybe like two or three years ago really i've seen it like maybe over five six seven times wow if i see it on tv i'll leave it on or i'll just like have an urge to be like you know what i kind of want to watch the fifth element again wow eric wall multi-pass that's (laughs) impressive (laughs) i haven't seen it in years i'll go back and watch it and if it sucks i'm coming for you man that's Mm -hmm, right i think he has a very narrow range Wait, you just said he thought he had a good range. All right. I mean, it's... I think I know what you're saying. He has a better range than he's given credit for, but it's still yeah. not that broad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I gotcha. I gotcha. I gotcha. I want to say... You know I want to say who he's like, kind of? Kind of like Ryan Gosling a little bit. Oh, interesting. Like, Ryan Gosling's, like, really good at what he does, but he doesn't yeah. usually branch out. Ryan Gosling's got, like, these two modes, right? Where he's, he's good at, like, mm. this narrow range of comedy... And, like, this other narrow range of cool guy, stoic. And it's the same thing with Bruce Willis, I think. I think he's got, like, this narrow range of, like, silly roles that he takes, um, which he excels a lot in. And his action roles, which basically, come on, it's, like, the same guy most of the time. But he's very good at both. And there's something to say about someone who knows their lanes and stays within those lanes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'll agree with that. I'll say... Gosling has this, like, I don't know if it's a third mode, but, I mean, he came up in The Notebook, right? Isn't that his first big thing yeah. for Gosling? It's The Notebook? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has he ever done anything else like that again or not? Really? Guys, I would like to remind you that I believe he was young Hercules. <laughs> Wait, who? Ryan, Ryan Gosling. Gosling. Wait, what? There's a show called Young Hercules, and I believe he was like young Hercules. prequel to the Kevin Sorbo <laughs> to Hercules. The, to the Kevin Sorbo Hercules. Get out. Show, yeah. wow. All right. <laughs> I know way too much about Ryan Gosling's career. We're saving that for the Ryan Gosling career retrospective episode. Yep. Going into that. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. He's sort of a narrow mode. Okay. Even in the action mode, I don't know. Like, like what is like what is the sixth sense? That's not really action or comedy. It's like, I don't know, like straight man Bruce Willis? Yeah. I mean, he does a lot of the straight man Bruce Willis, too. He's very good at, like... Being a regular dude? A regular dude... In, like, a weird situation. Like, subdued performances that, don't get me wrong, they take a lot of skill. And that's why he's so good in The Sixth Sense. But I can't think off of the top of my head one Bruce Willis performance with, like, giant emotional swings in his performance. Like, I, I just can't think of... Yeah, just, think not, of just I think completely just, knocked it out of the park, right? That- I just think that's outside of his range. But he's fantastic in The Sixth Sense. And, like, 12 Monkeys, you know? Is he the thing... About the six and the twelve monkeys that makes it that makes those movies. Yes, that makes those great. movies. Come. Maybe twelve monkeys. I mean, he's fantastic in the Sixth Sense, but that movie belongs to Hilly Joel Osment and uh, Tony Collette. He's no slouch, but he's not the main attraction. No, I, I'm, yet. I'm not trying to say he's a slouch. I'm just trying to like tease out. Like, I feel like he's a guy who's in classics, but he doesn't make classics. Does that make sense? No, yeah, I, I don't know. It seems like he has a nose for good stuff because he, he does have a lot of good things. It's not all great, but there's a lot that are good. There's a lot of things we mentioned where we're all like, yeah, that, that was good. I enjoyed that. I would watch that again. Mm-hmm. He's, in a lot of, he's in a lot of that kind of stuff. What is his, like, and, and again, tagging on to that same kind of thrust, what is his, like, Academy Award status or, like, career accolade status? I'm, I'm actually interested. Like, has he ever been nominated for an Academy Award, right? I don't believe I don't so. think so, yeah. And I mean, I think it's because he did not in the kind of movies and doesn't produce the kind of performances that the Academy would nominate. Right. 
Like those yeah, big yeah. emotional swings. Like that highlight reel for an Academy type performance at least is pretty empty, mm-hmm. right? Like the list of great movies is long. The list of great performances is maybe shorter. Well, he does a lot of genre stuff too, which is very okay. Discriminated against outside of the yeah Academy. I mean, I think that's also spotlight. Pretty. That's pretty fair. Yeah, that's pretty fair. So wait, all right, wait. I'm gonna push back on that too, though. What is the thing he was in that, but he wasn't nominated, but he should have? I could see the Sixth Sense. I was gonna say the only one I can maybe think of is the Sixth Sense or Death Becomes Her. I think he's so good in Death Becomes Her. Just wow, to- he's that good in Death Becomes Her. He's like Sixth Sense good in that movie. Yeah, a hundred percent. I would say he's even better in Death Becomes Her because that's like a muscle he rarely ever flexes. Flexes. Interesting. This is the notebook. This is the Bruce Willis notebook. <laughs> it's a great performance. Wow. I mean, you haven't seen it. You should check it out. It's- I'm definitely going to check it out. This is the movie that we're talking about the most one. I didn't expect to even hear about because I didn't know about it. So that's all right. Yeah. Okay. That becomes that was definitely. Uh, if you don't like this. it, you go for him, not me. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Death Becomes Her and The Fifth Element. Those are on the short list of Bruce Willis rewatches. Holy shit. He's in The Siege. I didn't remember that. That's a fun one. I don't know if it's a great one. I have a soft spot for The Siege. I bet the siege is really racist. <laughs> I think so too. I haven't seen like, it. Maybe I, I, I don't even remember. But I'm just thinking about it. Like it's a 1998 movie about terrorism. Like ooh, yeah, ooh, yikes. Although maybe it would be more racist if it had come out after 2001. So maybe it's actually less racist than we think, right? Because I feel like we're incorporating the like post 9/11 like anti-Muslim backlash into our calculations. The siege was 1998. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I think maybe it's actually less racist because. It didn't have to incorporate that post-2001 anti-Muslim, anti-Arab racism, right? Yeah. It's like, maybe it's actually better than we think. I don't know. That's, that that was go on the list. I have not seen that movie in, like, 20 years. So, like, I don't remember much about the movie. I, I have either. no idea what, it, like, it might the be really bad. sentiment. It might, it might be really bad. I want to check it out on Letterboxd. Let's see. <laughs> I'm going to say Letterboxd, it's going to be like a guilty pleasure, like a uh, like a 24 or a Homeland. 2.9 average rating. I don't know if Letterboxd is the end-all, be-all of no, no, uh, it public is. consensus. Death Becomes Her with the 3.6. Dude, anything above a 3 is like pretty solid. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. So maybe talking about his career and like awards, accolades is probably not – I don't know how useful it is just because – Yeah. kind of why I wanted to do it because you never think about it in that way, right? Like, the easy way to think about it is to just run down this, like, long list of movies you enjoy that he's been in and go, wow, these are all really good. And so, I like, wanted to think about it in a way where, like, you don't normally think about this guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I think it's very easy to run down this long list and go, holy shit, he's, like, in a whole bunch of movies that I would go watch right now. You know what I mean? Um, and not TV, really, right? He's not a big TV He's guy. not a big TV guy. No, not at all. For 40 years of... Lots of uh, guest roles. Yeah, and he's like, oh, it's Bruce Willis on, like, I don't yeah, know, Friends yeah. or whatever. Like yeah, I mean, his most famous episodes. is probably Friends, right? Yeah, like, like Friends for yeah. episodes. I remember that was kind of a big deal when he was on, like, those couple episodes. Mm-hmm. I was trying to transition into, like, I think we talked about this, like, him being known more for his action movies. I mean, John McClane is probably one of the most iconic characters, I think, in cinema history. Like, that is a credit to him, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you think about John McClane and you compare it to characters like... The Terminator, right? Or like Rambo or you know what I mean? Like how many people's careers can you say like has an iconic character that he's played 
for over almost 30 yeah, years, right? That's very true. I don't know. Like, how do you guys rank him as like an action hero? Ooh. Like, is John McClane like one of your favorites? Or that is a like... great question. Well, even outside of Die Hard, I feel like he's already had a bunch of iconic action roles. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, Die Hard really after with a vengeance hasn't been really like that great. I have a little bit of a soft spot for live free or die hard. I was going to uh, say, I'm a little bit of a live free, die hard Yeah, I'm, I'm defender. kind of a fan. I'll defend that. Uh, I can't defend a good day to die hard. That nope. really fucking nope. sucks. No, nah, I can't do that one either. But I don't know. A bunch of great roles. Also, like Armageddon. Like, yeah. Straight up great Bruce Willis role. If you're talking about like Academy Awards, maybe Armageddon. <laughs> really? I mean, that thing's in the Criterion Collection. Come on, man. <laughs> I was going to say, that has a little bit more range than I think what we use. Because he does yes, play like, he does. like the he hard does. ass, but he also plays like the father in that, right? Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. I think he does give a lot to that role. Like, I remember watching that. I was like, damn. I think, I I think it's more a the emotional. narrative that tugs at my heartstrings than the fucking yeah. performance, maybe. So, maybe not. Maybe not like Academy Award. Yeah, I think that was but, a, but I think look that at that was as fucking Harry Stamper. I, I have a soft spot for that performance. Um, I, I, yeah, that's yeah. fair. So I was going to say he's very good in stuff, but I don't know if he goes on the... Ah, that's tough. You know what? I will say it. I don't think he goes on the like Desert Island action hero. Like If you have to pick one, he's not the Desert Island action hero. I pick. I don't think. What do you guys think? Do you guys disagree? Who would you pick then? Yeah, I was gonna say like that makes me think like who do I pick, dude? It's gotta be. It's gotta be Arnold. Arnold as like you take his career, yes, or you yes, take yes. like I'm okay. the action movie segment of his career. So uh, not like what's the movie where he's pregnant? <laughs> like not that. Not Kindergarten Cop. You know, but like and, yeah, and, Kindergarten and, Cop's so good. Though. And with Bruce Willis, <laughs> you're not getting like the Sixth Sense. Mm. I don't know if I'll give you. Ooh, I don't know if you get the fifth element. Do you get the fifth element? I guess I, you, you get the to, fifth right? element. Oh, you oh, get the fifth element. I'll give you the fifth element. All right, all right, fine. You get like the red series. I guess you get the Die Hard stuff. I'm just like spitting just, out like what you get. Get that. I mean, I guess Sin City kind of falls in that like comic book slash action genre. Sounds great. I get Conan. I get Terminator. I get Terminator Two. All right. Yeah, that's true. That's already like the argument is done, right? And then you got like you get true lies. Yeah, you get true lies, dude. There's total fucking recall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get a You're Verhoeven. Right. You're right. Come on, man. There's Eraser. I like Eraser. <laughs> dude. I was just gonna say Eraser, dude. There's Eraser. Last Action Hero. <laughs> All Last the Expendables hero, yes. movies. There's a couple of bad Terminator movies you get to. Dude, did we not even say this one? We didn't even say the fucking Predator. You get Predator. Yeah. You get Predator. <laughs> when does this turn into an Arnold episode or what? <laughs> the movie I was thinking of was Twins, by the way, with Danny DeVito. Twins. Yeah. No, no. What's the one where he actually gets pregnant, right? Isn't that Twins? No, no. Twins oh, is when shit. they're twins. No, right. There's one, isn't it? Oh, my God. Now you're going to have to It's Junior. Thank you. All right. So, okay. So, Arnold. That's fine. Well, I think we're all taking Arnold. Here's where we'll turn it back into a Bruce Willis podcast. Is there a two better than Bruce Willis? I mean, some would probably argue Stallone with his Rocky movies. Oh, do you get the Rocky movies? I guess. Yeah, are, absolutely. I mean, those we're are sports action, movies, right? right? Oh, those are sports ooh. movies, right? Because no, you get think... the Rambo series. So you definitely get the Rambos. That's a good question. What do you think, Jeff? Wait on this. I wouldn't take Stallone over Bruce Willis. I would not. I'm sorry. Okay, with or without Rocky? Even with Rocky, I wouldn't take him. Really? So you don't like the Rocky movies much? I like the Rocky movies, but I mean... Oh, you're not crazy about them. That's yeah, I'm not right? crazy about them. Would you take Keanu over Bruce Willis? 
Ooh, oh yeah, wow. I think I might actually. Um, that's so bad. Well, you but I get might the have Matrix, to. right? You get so, the Matrix yeah. and the John Wick movies. <laughs> yeah, you get the Matrix and the John Wick. That's already like, oh, that's hard to hard to. I would beat. maybe even take that over Arnold. Ooh, shit! Because you get all the Matrix and the John Wick movies, <laughs> like, and you get Matrix Resurrections. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I'll even take that. <laughs> you know what? I get it. I don't have to watch it. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I could use my coaster shit. on the beach. No, was- <laughs> Keanu, that's ooh, wow. And Keanu is another one who's a little like Bruce, where he's got that narrow range. Yeah, but he's excellent as a him. Yeah, he's in bangers. He's like even you like get speed. Holy you get, oh, you do get speed. Yeah, you get oh, speed. Oh wow, you do get speed. You're making a case for Keanu right here. <laughs> wow, but this is like cool because you are putting Bruce Willis up against like. Heavyweight dudes, right? Yeah. And, like, not even in the same necessary generation, right? Because Stallone's probably 10, 50, what, 15 years older than Bruce Willis? Yeah, I mean, like, Stallone and, like... Maybe 10. Stallone and Schwarzenegger had their kind of, like, 80s era of action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Versus, like, Bruce Willis was kind of, like, the peak was maybe his 90s. So, like, he kind of came in after them. So, who's in Bruce Willis's generation? Is there someone in his generation who has a similar filmography? I don't know. I mean, you still have, like, Arnold doing a lot of action in the 90s. So, like, it's not like right, yeah, he was he, gone he was by still the 90s. There. He was still there. I mean, I was going to say it's just his resume is too thin. Van Damme. Because he's in that generation. He's right around Bruce Willis's age. But I don't think his resume stacks up to Bruce's at all. I don't think his resume stacks up. But, like, at any moment, you can ask me to watch Bloodsport and I'll fucking watch that movie. It's great. <laughs> Because I fucking correct. love Bloodsport. Hard target, Universal You're Soldier. correct to do so. Hard target, yeah, actually, yeah, it's hard target, yeah. Yeah, it's Tom Cop and Street Fighter. It's some comedy, too. But Bruce Willis is a fucking great A action hero, too, though. Like, And, like, this is not meant to tear him down. This is meant to lift yeah. him up. Like, think about the guys we're putting him against, right? These are all Hall of Fame action movie guys, right? So even if he's not your number one, he might be your number two, right? But I still stand by my statement, like, John McClane is, like, iconic, right? Like, it's, I agree. it's really hard. You know, you think about Schwarzenegger, probably his most iconic is, like, Terminator. You think about Stallone, it's, like, Rocky. Um, these are all iconic characters. Like, McClane is, like, a household name. Like, you could say John McClane. There's, like, commercials about the dude, right? And, like, I, I think any actor is just lucky to even say that they have an iconic character in their resume. For, like, 30 years. I actually wanted to ask, um, who do you guys think is the most famous director he's worked with? Ooh. So that is a very good question because he's worked with a lot of directors that like you might not even like think of them as Bruce Willis directors. Like he had like a broad palette, I guess. I mean, the biggest one being probably or the first one that comes to mind at least is M. Night, right? Yeah. But then I'm thinking also, you know, Wes Anderson. Yeah. Is a big one that kind of comes to mind. There's a couple of Tarantinos, right? I mean, he's yeah, he's worked with Tarantino. Michael Bay, Tony Scott. Fucking huge. Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson, yeah. To a lesser extent. In Kevin what? Smith. What Looper. Uh, Looper. Oh, that was Looper, right. Of course. Of course. Yeah, Kevin Smith. I don't know if he's a name. Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, Robert Rodriguez. Technically worked with Steven Soderbergh. Wait, what? Uh, Ocean's 12. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, I think, one of his like funner roles. Played himself. Starred opposite Julia Roberts playing julia rock like it was an interesting concept and i thought that was like one of the funner moments in that movie. mick g i'm, I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> nice worked with john m Chu. there's something to be said about all these great directors that he's worked with too like who've wanted to work with him and like yeah terry gillum 
for Twelve Monkeys. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Luke Besson for uh, yeah. Luke Besson. Luke Besson. Yeah. Dude, he uh, yeah, very wide, wide range of stuff. And like, if he a good dude, I want to like praise him now. Like, <laughs> turns out that like with his dementia, he's become like an awful person. But like, I don't know. I don't hear bad things about Bruce Willis. You know what I mean? I'm not, like, in Hollywood or whatever, so I don't fucking know. Maybe I'm completely wrong. But, like, he just strikes me as a good dude. Well-liked. Like, people like him. One thing going for him is that he's still on good terms with Demi Moore. Right? Yeah. Like, even after they got divorced and she married Ashton Kutcher, they, like, spent holidays and shit together. So that's got to at least say something about his character, that he's still on good terms with her after the divorce, right? Because mm, I, I feel yeah. like you don't really see that that much. I do get, like, secret conservative vibes from him, but... I don't know. I don't think it's like you can say for sure. Not like fucking Mel Gibson or fucking Vince Vaughn, you know? Well, those are not secrets. Those are like <laughs> fucking Gibson lost his career over his views, right? I mean, but yeah, besides his divorce, I can't think of any like like salacious news stories about him, right? Like nothing really like bad. Yeah. Unless I'm forgetting something. Yeah, I mean, it seems like a decent dude that people are sad for. Like, like nobody's come out and said, oh, the Bruce Willis, like, reveal or whatever, right? Like, when things like this happen to people, people come out of the woodwork to, like, for sure, I don't know, 100%. air their grievances or get their pound of flesh or whatever, right? And nobody's doing that with him. So that's got to say something, right? Because that just happened with William Hurt, right? Yeah. He just passed and then everyone came out and was like, well, he's like a fucking abuser and, like, I mean, Bruce Willis isn't dead, but, you know, you know what I mean. He's retiring, so. Yeah. You feel like this would be an opportunity for people to come out with stories from, like, the woodwork. But, um, yeah, I don't don't really hear anything. I mean, it does seem like lately people were trying to, like, I don't know, latch onto his retirement saying, like, oh, yeah, like, we noticed signs of this and that. I'm like, is this really the appropriate time? Like, the guy's retiring. He has a very good reason to do it. Just, like, let him in peace. You know, we try to put this together not to, like, say anything bad about Bruce Willis. We were just trying to praise the guy because, like, I think he is... Especially, like, the ages we are and, like, where we grew up. You know, me saying, like, he's not my favorite actor doesn't mean he hasn't had an influence on the movies I've watched, right? And, like, the mm-hmm. characters that I love for him. Like, I think he's still, like, an important actor in my cinematic development, right? Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, it's all love for, for Bruce yeah, Willis. I mean, in, for, in the last 40 years, he's done, I don't know, between 10 to 20 movies that you could probably put on any time and be pretty happy with yourself. And that's nothing to sneeze at, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do wish he played villains more often because I think he makes for a very good villain. I think he's what good in do? Planet Terror. I think oh, he's, he's yeah. a villain in that, right? Yeah. I think he's fantastic in The Jackal. I have a soft spot for The Jackal, too. I really do Ooh. like that movie. Have you seen that movie? No, I haven't. I was going to say, when was he a good villain? But yeah, The Jackal. Fucking vaporizes Jack Black with a motorized, computerized uh, machine gun turret. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good movie. I do like The Jackal. Uh, I mean, one of the only animated movies I remember him in was Over the Head. I don't think it's an animated movie like a lot of people remember, but like I don't remember hating that movie. Oh, I thought you were going to say Rugrats Go Wild. Oh, no, I don't remember that. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, he plays the dog, Spike. Oh, I don't, no, I don't remember. remember. I don't actually know if I remember ever watching that movie, so... <laughs> do you guys remember 16 Blocks? That was a good movie, too. I don't. 16 Blocks? That sounds yeah, so that's familiar. That's with Bruce Willis and Most Deaf. Oh, yes, where he has to, like... Yasin Bey, but he... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When he was known as Most Deaf. Yeah, that was... 15, 16 years ago. I remember that. This is a solid thriller, action thriller that I, I liked. A Richard Donner movie, too. Yeah, Richard Donner. I mean, yeah, dude. Bruce Willis has worked with some, like, great directors. 
Well, I mean, we never really talked about it. Favorite Bruce Willis movie. You got, you just got to pick one. Oh, Ooh, okay. For me, I know it's either between like Fifth Element or Die Hard with the Vengeance. Mm-hmm. That's hard. I love both those movies so much. I watched those a lot when I was like a kid and like growing up. This is the like the redemption part of the podcast, right? Like as much as we've kind of been, I'm not, not even critical, but that hasn't been all unadulterated praise the whole time. Like when it comes mm-hmm. down to picking a favorite, there's just so many good ones. It's really, yeah, there's a lot of good really ones. Really difficult. It's Would really you say really yours hard. is Death Becomes Her, Jeff, or is there another? I kind of want to pick Death Becomes Her just because it's different and it's different yeah. from his typical oeuvre, but I don't know. The fifth element is just so good. Now that you're that big Unbreakable Heads, you got to put that that that's I, I that, love Unbreakable too. That's a I'm good surprised that's not in number yeah, one yeah, no, for I, you. I, I, know, I know you really like that movie. I would say Unbreakable, except Glass kind of sucks, so... <laughs> yeah, but you oh, shouldn't whatever, let that tarnish yeah, that. Yeah, 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 that's, that's true. Nah, for me, it's still either Fifth Element or Die Hard with a Vengeance. I'm going to have to agree with Derek here. I, I, I think those two are, are really solid choices. Die Hard with a Vengeance, the buddy cop thing with uh, Samuel really L. Jackson real is well, yeah. so, so good. Fucking iconic Jeremy Irons villain. No, I mean, those are great. I mean, I'll be a little different. I'll say... OG Die Hard and, and Sixth Sense probably in one and two. Sixth Sense is so good. Probably in that order. Probably in that order. No Looper? I like Looper. Looper's not as good, though, as his like, top, top tier of stuff, I don't think. Yeah. Looper's not Die Hard or Die Hard with a Vengeance or the Sixth Sense or even the Fifth yeah. Element. I think it's in that like 1B or like or, or like number two tier, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would say probably like Looper is his last great role, maybe? Mm-hmm. So for Amir, it was either Die Hard. I, for all of us, it might be in one way a Die Hard movie, right? Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's just like a testament to that character. Yeah, spoiler alert, the Die Hard movies are good. <laughs> Some of them. <laughs> I'll say at least most of them. All right, well, if there's nothing else about Bruce Willis, I think that will conclude this week's episode. Um, Jeff, where can people find more of your work? You can find me on my blog at strangeharbors.com, and you can also find me on Instagram and Twitter. At Strange Harbors. What about you guys? You can find me figuring out how to watch this Bruce Willis movie from 1992. <laughs> what, what about you, Derek? Uh, you can find me at the world's okayest photos and Screen Asia Skilled on Instagram. But if you like this podcast, the easiest way to support our podcast is to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any of the other popular podcast apps. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please do us a favor and give us a great star rating. It really helps to get our podcast out to more people. Yeah, and if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, feel free to shoot us an email at jeff at strangeharbors.com. We like getting listener mail. Sometimes we read it on the pod. So with that, that'll conclude this week's episode, and we will see you guys next week. See you next week, everybody. See you guys then.